So we're back. <laughs> so uh, we, we took a break last week from our series in Nehemiah. Um, and I know everyone was, was, you know, itching to get back because we left on like a cliffhanger. What's going to happen? Or are they about to be destroyed uh, by the enemy? Um, there in chapter four, this series, um, uh, Returning to Rebuild. Uh, we're working through this series, Returning to Rebuild in the book of Nehemiah. And we came as far as chapter, chapter four. We came as far as chapter four. Um, we, we got to about verse 14. And so we're going to pick up today at uh, Nehemiah chapter four and verse 15. Nehemiah chapter four, beginning at verse 15. If you have your copy of the word of God, I pray you turn with us there. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Nehemiah chapter 4, getting at verse 15. Amen. It says, When our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plan, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. From that day on, half of my servants worked on construction and half held the spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail. And the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand and held his weapon in the other hand. Um, and each of the builders had his sword strapped at his side while he built. The man who sounded the trumpet was beside me. And I said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, the work is great and widely spread and we are separated on the wall far from one another. Uh, and the pla in the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet, Rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. So we labored at the work and half of them held the spears from the break of dawn until the stars came out. I also said to the people at that time, let every man and his servant pass the night within Jerusalem that they may be a guard for us by night and may labor by day. So neither I nor my brothers nor my servants nor the men of the guard who followed me, none of us took off our clothes. Each kept his weapon at his right hand. Each kept his weapon at his right hand. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, uh, for this another Lord's Day, uh, this time of uh, gathering together. Lord, we thank you for this time of opening uh, your word, Lord, we pray now that it would uh, have free course in us, Lord, that uh, your word by your spirit, Lord, would uh, shape and form us, Lord, into the image of your son. Uh, we pray for grace in the hearing, grace in the speaking, Lord. I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. 
Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because, Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Nehemiah, there's warfare going on. <laughs> there's warfare going on. As a, as a young boy um, growing up in Philadelphia, I lived in a part of Philadelphia where, where there were uh, gang rivalries going on. Um, and I can remember one day being uh, walking to school, being taken to school by an uncle and, and turning the corner only to find myself in the middle of one of those rivalries. Um, before I realized what was happening, my uncle had grabbed the lid of a metal garbage can uh, for a shield and taken cover and was calling for me uh, to get behind him. And so I, I was, but I was just a little guy. I was too young at the time to recognize the danger of the situation and, 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 and was only really focused on going to school. School was fun then. I, I wanted to get to school. Uh, but thankfully, my, my uncle was able to get me uh, uh, behind him and was able to negotiate a truce and, and safely get me to school uh, that morning. So I'm here to talk about it. <laughs> Amen. Um, one, one, one thing that I would learn as I, as I grew older there in, in Philadelphia that, was that if I was going to be traveling into certain parts of the city, no matter what time or, or, or what I was doing there, I needed to be alert and prepared. Right. I needed to be what they say. I need to have my head on the swivel. That's what they say. Um, you know, I, I didn't go anywhere looking for trouble, but trouble could just show up at, at any given time uh, uh, when you least expect this. I needed to be prepared. In this text today, in this text, we, we'll see uh, the people of, of Judah, God's people, realizing that they not only uh, need to be prepared for work, the work they were called to, but they also need to be prepared for war as they, as they rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. They need to be prepared. And um, I tagged the, the message, battle-ready builders. Battle-ready. You need some battle-ready builders. Um, uh, there's no room for any soft builders in, in the kingdom. You need battle-ready builders. Um, there's, a, there's a thought, there's an idea um, flowing through the text that God is faithful to frustrate our enemies' uh, plans and fight for us when we choose to stand together for him. He's faithful. We'll see his faithfulness come out. We were singing about it, right? We'll see his faithfulness come out in the text. Just as a, as a quick recap, because it's been a week, by, by this point in Nehemiah, we, we see the people of God um, bought in, they're all in and and driven to finish the work of rebuilding the walls in Jerusalem. Um, In this work, uh, they would glorify God by removing the shame of the city where he chose to put his name. Enemies have shown up ridiculing and threatening the people about the work of rebuilding. One of the, one of the first uh, to show up, Sanballat, uh, he successfully now passed his venom on to others about Nehemiah and the Jews until they are now surrounded by opposition. That's a strategy of opposition to take uh, folks that might not have had anything against the Jews, but now they hear, they're hearing from Sanballat and now they have turned against the Jews and now they're bloodthirsty uh, uh, for them. Um, the people... 
Uh, the Jews, they, they, they battled fatigue, they battled fear, uh, ridicule, and, and, and potential attacks from, from the surrounding enemies on every side. Still, Nehemiah has led the people to persevere in the work through uh, prayer and, and, his, and his practical planning. Uh, you know, Nehemiah was a planning, was a planning man, but he was a praying man first, right? Um, and, and then pointing them uh, steadfastly to the Lord, telling them to remember the Lord. Remember the Lord and all that you do. After being alerted to a planned secret attack, Nehemiah now positioned the people to fight. So they, they stopped the work and they, and they got ready and they waited and, and they watched to see if the enemy would show up. But the enemy never showed up. <laughs> enemy never showed up. That's where we left off last, last time. They, they, were, they were there, they were ready, looking over the wall, but the enemy never showed up. Uh, look, listen to what he says he, in verse 15. He says, when our, when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plan, uh, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. Instead of, instead of uh, throwing the people into confusion like they wanted to do, the enemy's plan actually caused them to prepare to make a stand for the Lord and for his work. The enemy's plan backfired. Um, they're, they're, the people's show of resistance then caused the enemy to not even show up to the fight. That's good stuff. I like that. Not even show up to the fight. I, 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 that, that, you know what that reminds me? That reminds me of Mike Tyson in his heyday. Mike Tyson would come into a, a, a place and, and it would make the other person just, you could see the spirit just go out of them. Like, I'm not sure I want to do this. Um, but but uh, so we see here, though, that that how moving forward and equipping yourself in the face of opposition instead of fearfully shutting down is often a sign to the opposition that the Lord is working in you and, and with you and against them. And so the, the, the enemy kind of caught a wind like, uh, you know what, we better kind of fall back here. Um, Paul mentions how standing firm like this is a sign to the opponent, opponents of the people of God. In Philippians 1 and 27 and 28, he said, he said it's a sign to them when they see you not fearful. Um, so so, so the, the testimony then becomes not just that the people knew about the enemy's plots, not just that they had figured out the plot and that's what happened, but that God had shut it down. The testimony of God uh, uh, starts to resound in that. God shut that thing down. The people could get back to business now, right? They were trying to build, but, but it would not be back to business as usual. It's going to be back to business. Uh, you know, you want to get back to something, 2020, put things on pause, and 2021 comes, and you say, now we're going to get back to, we're not going to get back to 2019. Uh, it won't be business as usual. Every, everyone now would be, they would be stationed at their, at their portion of work on the wall. They'd be stationed where they're supposed to be to carry out their assignment, but a new responsibility is tacked on. Um, there's something extra uh, put in place. Um, 16 says, from that day on, half of my servants worked on construction and half held the spears. 
shields, bows, and coats of mail, armor. And and the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah uh, who were building the wall. Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand and held his weapon with the other hand. Uh, and, And each of the builders had his sword strapped at his side while he built. Um, The man who sounded the trumpet was beside me. This is Nehemiah talking. Take notes, uh, uh, take note of of the different roles and assignments people held from Nehemiah's crew. You know, there's there's the construction team, both building the wall and those carrying the materials to the builders and the debris debris away from the wall, all of them were armed. (laughs) uh, Behind them were were officers uh, standing and watching for the signs of of the enemy approaching. Amen. You picture, picture the formation. It's almost like a formation. Picture, picture it. So, so you have, so you have a, 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 uh, you have Minda uh, with her head buried in the work on the wall, and and, uh, and Gina's there helping carry some of the debris. Uh, she with one hand because she's holding a weapon, uh, and then and then uh, Jake is standing there uh, behind them holding weapons and armor, uh, probably uh, for 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 himself and for them, and then behind them standing in a place with a good view. Joe Nathan. Joe, <laughs> Joe Nathan is keeping his eyes open for attacks. He, he, he's, he's, he's looking out for attacks. With, with either a weapon strapped to their side or, or in the hands of the people, um, the, the, the people went forward carrying out the work of rebuilding. But they did it with their weapons. By the way, can you, can you pick out which one of these roles wasn't important for the work? The roles that I just talked about, can you pick out which one wasn't important? No? Good, good. I'm glad you can't. I'm glad you can't. Um, And it's in the same way, we shouldn't value certain service and, and gifts in the church as greater than others. There's none not important in the church. All of it is necessary. Um, and that's a theme that you see um, riding through Nehemiah. Notice this, notice also here, um, to put these things in place, to put this system in place, the workforce was cut in half. Half of the hands that once worked on the wall were now holding weapons. Um, Anybody know what happens when the workforce is cut in half? (laughs) The workload actually doubles. I think somebody knows that. Uh, 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 you know, cor- corporations and companies, they, they do this sometimes to save money. When, when somebody leaves, instead of replacing them, they just put it on, <laughs> put it on the other person, give them the double-double. Amen. Uh, but, but, but this move, this move of, of Nehemiah, it's just part of the larger mission. And, and, but, but still, you, you, you get, you know, you, you, as a person, as a person, we are people, <laughs> As a person, you, you might get a little tense. It's like somebody is giving me too much. It's too, too much is being piled on. The people were already up to their necks in rubble. Uh, uh, but, but, but they seem to accept Nehemiah's plan and, and move forward, making themselves available for this additional work anyhow. 
um, this, this, is, this is unusual. I, I'm surprised nobody told Nehemiah uh, something. <laughs> Nehemiah, you out of your mind? No, but it's, it's unusual that, that, that the people just kept going. Moving forward, I, I, I believe that they were viewing all of it as God's work. And for his glory and seeing Nehemiah as his leader, it gives them a godly flexibility, if you would, causing them to remain available for the mission, even under the burden of extra work that they didn't sign up for. You see that? It's there in the text. <laughs> I'm not making it up. There, there, was, there, was, there was one more important position to, to, for, uh, that, that Nehemiah put in place to maintain this ongoing work. Um, Nehemiah says, you know what this needs, this whole thing? It needs an alarm system. It needs an alarm system. So he says in verse 19, and I said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, the work is great and widely spread and we are separated on the wall far from one another. In the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet rally to us there, our God will fight for us. With with about two and a half um, or so miles of of wall and gate being covered in this rebuilding, in this uh, this project, it, it was possible for an attack to take place at the north end of the wall and the people at the southern parts of the wall not know about it until it was too late. Um, Knowing it was an extensive project, Nehemiah puts a system in place to keep the people ready for battle in case it showed up. Here, look, Nehemiah lays out the strategy to the leaders and he lays it out to the lay people. He lays it out to, to everybody. Uh, everyone, he, he wants to keep everyone on the same page uh, when it's time for battle. Um, everyone needed to, to buy into this and, and take ownership of both the plan that he was sharing and the work that had to happen. So he, he shares it with everyone. And, and Nehemiah does this over and over again through uh, this, this book. Uh, using a familiar tool from the nation's history. Nehemiah assigned someone to the trumpet and gave instructions for the people's response to that trumpet sound. <clears throat> now it was it's just like when, when if you think back, if you remember when, when Israel camped in the wilderness of Sinai, the Lord instructed them in using the ram's horn to get the people's attention for action. Um, whether, whether it was for worship or breaking camp or, or for war, he taught what sound to make with the horn and, and, and what the people were to do in response to the sound. It was there in Numbers uh, chapter 10 and verses 1 to 10. You can read it in your quiet time. It, 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 the, the Lord taught that and he, he implemented it. So, so now here Nehemiah comes. In the spirit of Exodus, uh, and, and nothing got uh, the people of God motivated like the, the, the remembrance of the Exodus, because that's when God had showed out at, at high power for them. And so in the spirit of the Exodus, even when they were spread thin for work around the wall, the trumpet now would, be, would cause them to gather together, prepared to lock arms with each other in battle. Um, 
even in the midst of the, 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 all of the work that they were doing. On, on top of the, the, the solidarity of, of coming together, Nehemiah lets them know that um, they wouldn't have to fight alone. Not only would you be together, but you wouldn't have to fight alone. You know, it's said that, that Alexander the Great uh, was strolling one night among the tents of his soldiers uh, or the, the evening before a great battle. And, and hearing some of his men engaged in conversation in one of the tents, he stopped and he listened. And then the men, uh, what he heard, the men were losing courage and losing heart, and they were speaking on it. And as they, as they uh, deplored and, and hated the, their insufficiency for the task uh, of the morning that was coming, Alexander slipped up the door to the tent and, and swang, swung back the canvas flap and he said, remember that Alexander is with you. Now, that, that was supposed to give them, because Alexander was a conqueror, right? That was supposed to give, the, give them courage to fight. Well, Nehemiah told the people, they have someone much greater than Alexander with them. Uh, they, they have someone that's mightier in battle. Uh, they, he's been known by the name, the Lord of hosts. That is the Lord of heaven's army. He is the, he's the captain, the chief, uh, uh, commander in chief of the armies of heaven. Nehemiah says, God will fight. God will fight. Uh, they could, they could, and, and they had a memory of this because they could scan through the history of the nation and find God's, in God's own words, testifying that, that he fights for them. In Deuteronomy 20 and, and verse 4, he says, For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies. To give you the victory. I mean, and again and again, God would make this known. I put eight references to this God fighting for his people in the video descriptions. So if you want to find them in your quiet time, in your quiet time, it's right there. I put those references in all the scriptures. I put in there so you can go and look at But But... He says it again and again, and, and, and it's, it's, it brings up to this picture of, of God's work and man's work cooperating together, because a lot of the times the people would be physically fighting, right? But God would say, I'm fighting for you. Um, so, <clears throat> so, so it is a, it is a cooperative, it's God's sovereignty still overruling and, and overarching all, but then it's man's responsibility to step up and do what God has enabled him to do. Um, and, and, and that passes through this text of Nehemiah all the way through. The trumpet not only tells them to rally, but it reminds them if God did it before, he'll do it again. They, 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 could, they could face battles with the reassurance that <clears throat> it was technically God's fight Right? Uh, it, was, it was God's mission entrusted over and over again into the hands of his people. God's been entrusting his mission over and over again into the hands of, the, of his people. So God, is, God, God put, he put a lot of stake in this mission going forward, even now. It's not, a much, it's not as much about, say for example, the church having a mission. 
but it's God's mission having a church to do his will here. God, you got that, you got that. To do his will right here. And then the question arises, uh, will you hear and respond to the trumpet? Will you hear and respond to the trumpet? I got to keep going. I'm meddling. Let me keep going. In verse 21, he says, so we labored at the work and half of them held spears from the break of dawn until the stars came out. I also said to the people at that time, let every man and his servant pass the night within Jerusalem that they may be a guard for us by night and may labor by day. So neither I nor my brothers nor my servants nor the men of the guard who followed me, none of us took off our clothes. Each kept his weapon at his right hand. These these last verses, they, they point to a constant state of readiness. A constant state of, of, of readiness. Notice the, the, the continued emphasis, though, here of everyone doing their parts. It, it, it's, it's, it, keeps, it keeps coming out. There, there's, there's no talk of spectators. Either, either, either they didn't Either they didn't have the luxury to hang back or they all had the same fire for the mission of God. It, there, but there's no talk of, of spectators. I, <laughs> I, I, rem, I remember um, working at a, a residential treatment facility um, with, with round-the-clock care uh, for, for youth. Um, and, and no matter what shift you work, there was an expectation in place that in case of emergency, like snowstorms or such, uh, you could be called on to stay there almost indefinitely for support until the emergency was over. You could be called on to stay there. Um, uh, uh, I, I won't say what I did, but <laughs> but but that was the that was the expectation. This. This kind of uh, this is the kind of system that Nehemiah puts in place. He um, all workers living outside the city were called on to stay inside the city until the work was complete. Uh, he he created twenty four seven duty. He he introduced uh, they they used to just work until it got dark and that was it. Now he introduced the graveyard shift, the overnight shift. Ne- Nehemiah is doing a new thing with the people. Anybody ever worked the graveyard shift? Oh, amen, Brother Tim. It, it, it's not, it's, I did. It, he, Nehemiah did it, and, and the people, they're still going. They're still rolling with Nehemiah. Look, this, 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 um, there, there would be the advantage with this overnight shift uh, of increased safety with everyone staying within the city walls because of a, a continual security watch that would be in place. Um, so it made sense. And, and also, although it was a, a sacrifice for those folks that did not get to go home, um, another benefit of staying among the people inside the city is that workers would stay alert and focused on the mission. Uh, they, would, they would not be caught up in whatever prevailing mindset was outside the city. Uh, I see something in that. I see something in that. Something about being together with the like-minded folks. I see something in that. Um, Nehemiah not only asked for the people to stay 
diligent and battle ready while they were building, but he also set the example by being perpetually diligent and, and ready himself. He wasn't, he wasn't a leader who walked around uh, 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 barking out orders. Nehemiah said, this is what we're going to do, and then we do it, right? Uh, and, and, and so and not only did, did he do it, he required the same thing from all those that were close to him. Uh, they stayed dressed and ready for war and work. Um, Nehemiah didn't let anybody slack off around him. <laughs> He, um, nobody did as much as get a sip of water without having their weapon with them. They were never off duty. This is what Nehemiah set in place. I mean, and, and you can feel the tension of it, but it's a serious situation, right? Nehemiah set up this defense system so that the work wouldn't have to be halted every time there was a rumor of war. You see that the 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 the, the vision, the mission, the the what 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 the focus really was was getting done what God had burdened him with to get done. The, what God had given him the holy heartbreak for um, restoring the city and removing the shame, the walls and removing the shame and, and bringing glory to God's name. And so Nehemiah said, "Let's just just just." Be ready at all times. This is saying, if you stay ready, you don't need to get ready. Um, so, so the builders stayed battle ready while they worked. And, and even though the, the enemy, you don't, you don't hear about, you don't, you don't see them. Even though the enemy hadn't attacked, it didn't mean that the enemy had given up. So uh, Jerusalem was still surrounded by, by military forces who had had contempt for the work that Nehemiah was trying to get done and what they were doing and, and wanted to take any opportunity to throw them into confusion and to, and, and to kill them. That's, that was the end result, to kill them, right? Um, and stop the work. So Nehemiah ensured that the people were battle-ready builders, that they were battle-ready builders. Now, taking this at face value, taking this at face value, these folks are worth imitating. But at the end of the day, what makes them really battle-ready is their faith in a faithful God. Um, we learn something about the people, but God shows, them, shows himself in the text, Right? God shows us here that when his people continue to trust and make themselves available to him, the test of opposition becomes a testimony of his faithfulness. Um, it, it, it's, it's God who frustrates the plans of the enemy and fights for his people. God gets the glory. God gets the glory. Now as we, we, we close, what, what, what do we carry away from this. What can we carry away? I mean, you can't always draw a direct line from the situations uh, of the text this, this many thousands of years ago and to the issues of today, but there are some examples and some, some principles that we should consider as people of God today, part of his, his new covenant. Amen? One thing is that if, if we are God's people, we have opposition. <laughs> Whether we know it or not, we, we're, we're born again into a battlefield. Um, people don't like that, you know. Uh, they, they like, they like uh, uh, easy, 
uh, faith, an easy believism, amen, um, a faith that just makes my life better. We're born into a battle. Even if, even if it's not uh, armed forces like Nehemiah and, and, and Judah was that what they faced, um, Peter helps out. Peter points this out for us, naming our adversary the devil. In First Peter five and eight, Peter just calls him out. Uh, uh, he describes him as a roaring lion, prowling, seeking someone to devour. Um, that that's New Testament. So we, it's something that's that, it's something that's 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 in motion. Amen. Uh, and because of this, because we do have um, opposition and enemy, uh, Peter Peter instructs us to be serious and be watchful, be sober minded and and and, and watchful. We, we can't afford to be unfocused with a constant threat present. Um, uh, so, so Nehemiah's strategies of, of, of staying connected and working together and watching while being prepared to come to each other's aid, it, it, it seemed to slow the enemy down some. Would, would, would those strategies work for us? Will those strategies work for us? Uh, will, will those strategies make us less appetizing to the enemy? <laughs> He, he's seeking someone that's devourable. <laughs> uh, will it make us less devourable? Uh, you, if you, you know, if you ever watched a, a, a wildlife program, you, you see that the lions always attack the prey that's isolated from the group. Amen? That's who they go after. That's who they go after. So, so let's take from this. Let's all make ourselves available and, and take our positions of work together. Be in position where we can hear the trumpet and watch for one another. That's one. And then it's this last thing. It, 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 it sticks out in the text is the, is the arming. <laughs> the arming of the folks in this text. Now we won't get into whether we should be strapped like them. I don't, do nobody show up next week with a sword. Talk about pastor said. Uh, uh, but, but we will acknowledge that, 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 that most of the, the warfare in our nation, where we are today, is spiritual. Most of the, you know, we, we, our brothers and sisters are, are facing uh, spiritual and physical persecution in other nations, but where we are, most of the warfare is spiritual, and if you don't know it, you might be losing in, in the battle. Uh, it, it, it's happening, right? Um, like, like the scripture that we read earlier in Ephesians chapter 6, we are bombarded with the schemes and warfare of the devil constantly. Flaming arrows that cause things like fear and doubt and division and pride. Uh, flaming arrows, those, those are launched from the, from the enemy. So we're also called to take up some weapons like Nehemiah's folks, but they're spiritual weapons we're called to take up. We're, we're, we're to carry, our, our, carry on our gospel work with armor that God provides for us. Well, um, uh, truth, righteousness, faith, salvation, and prayer. Uh, his, his word being our sword. So being covered in and carrying uh, uh, these is to be our constant state. 
We are not to be without the whole armor of God ever. We to constantly, if we, if we have to stay ready so we don't have to get ready, right? Look at this. And we're almost done. As, as we stand battle ready, we had the same confidence as Nehemiah and these builders. We're, 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 we're strapped in, in our armor and we have our weapon with us and, and, and we, we have the same confidence as Nehemiah and his builders had. God is fighting for us. God is fighting for us. Uh, uh, you don't believe me, though. Look, look, somebody in Jesus, in Matthew chapter uh, uh, 28 and, and verse 20, uh, he, he says to, to the disciples, he'll be with us always in the mission that we're called to of making disciples. Jesus says, I'll be with you always uh, in, in your mission, in your, in your work, right? And the implication also is that the Lord of all authority, who has all authority in heaven and on earth, will always have our backs when we face opposition, our warfare. He's going to be with us in our work and in our warfare. God will fight for us. God is faithful to frustrate our enemy's plans and fight for us when we choose to stand together for him. Amen. 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 Let this message today be the trumpet that calls us together and makes us ready to work in war. Let it be the trumpet.